Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 319 of the Drunk Dashers Podcast. I'm your host, always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Oh, boy, Tyler, I am freaking exhausted from work, but other than that, man, I am good. I am freaking good. <laughs> oh, I kind of wish I was, uh, I kind of wish that I could, like, complete a little bit more of, like, games and stuff like that, but because of everything else, it's been kind of like uh popping up and stuff it's been pretty busy <laughs> same same here yeah but uh how have you been doing tyler um doing okay about the same as usual uh sorry i missed again last week still just trying to get all this shit on track um but um yeah i'm doing okay i'm about the same boat wish i got some more game time in but uh we um I've played a decent amount of, like, we got, we've been doing some gaming um, lately. Oh, yeah. Uh, I just haven't progressed in any games lately, uh, which is fine. But, uh, like, we, we've uh, played a bunch of Mortal Kombat 11 uh, with uh, Courtney and her, her, she had her nieces and nephews over the last couple weekends. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not, I never claimed, I've always claimed I'm terrible at games, but I'm very bad at fighting games. It's more like, I like to play them a lot, but I'm just more of a button masher than anything. Uh-huh. Um, and, like, I like to play this, obviously, I like to play, like, the Neverwhelm uh their uh, the like the, the story modes of like Mortal Kombat and Injustice, and I can just kind of sp- spam my way through the storyline. Um, yeah. Um, but when you when you play other button mashers, uh, they're really hard to beat. Um, even when I'm like <laughs> I have some idea of like knowledge of how to play these games, like I'm like ah, I I could do some some cool moves and stuff like that. Um, no, the, the I'm I'm playing like a six year old girl, a seven year old boy, eleven year old girl, uh, my girlfriend, and like they're beating me or it's like close every single time. Like, oh boy. It's, it's not even, like, uh, her 11 year old niece, uh, is pretty much like undefeated. Like she's, fa- she's found like the perfect combo that's unstoppable. And it's like this <laughs> double punch thing. And you just, you, once you get stuck in like this, this loop, it's over. Um, so it's to the point that, um, she made her little sister cry. Um, cause she beat her like so many times in a row. And then also made me cry from beating me so many times in a row. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's been a thing, and then um, played some. I was telling Gills for the show, but uh, we've, we've been playing some uh, on the Switch. We're playing the NES stuff. We've been playing some Super Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers Three, and um, boy, is she awful! Uh, like really bad. Um, it's bad. It's bad, guys. I mean, I made a huge mistake. I should have like on our first date. I should have handed her an <laughs> NES, like play this, and it beat the first level. And then we can have you date must it. pass the test in yes. order to date me. Yes, <laughs> you must beat you must beat World One of Super Mario Brothers to go on date two. Uh, Should have done that. I fucked up, guys, big time. Um, Dies on first goon, but oh shit! <laughs> but uh, no, <laughs> I'm doing okay though. Uh, just like I said, still been being busy. Work has not slowed down the way I hope so. Um, but other than that, you know, I'm doing okay. Uh, Watching still a shit ton of Game of Thrones, we are um, like we are now only two episodes behind, uh, so we just gotta watch the last two weeks Holy episodes. Holy crap, yes. dude! We burned through all eight seasons in like a month. Um, well, I like I said, I've already seen the show. She hasn't, so now I'm excited because the next episodes we have to watch, I haven't watched yet. So this be the first Ooh. time uh, that we got to watch new episodes together. It sucks though. This oh, coming boy. Sunday is the last episode ever. So, 
oh, all right, well, you'll be able to watch it. <laughs> yeah, so that's what I'm excited about because I've been, like, trying to watch it when she's, like, sleeping and stuff like that or she's busy or pooping or whatever. Um, girls poop. Did you know that? <laughs> Found that out. Didn't know. Uh, wish I would have warned you about that because no one told me. Um, but anyways. Uh, <laughs> Why am I getting a flashback from reading, like, the freaking old message board we used to go to, freaking the old sarcastic gamer forums? Oh, yeah, yeah. And freaking, like, I think it was, uh, oh, it was one of the troll users or something like that. Oh, God. Oh, I know who you're talking about. I don't remember his name, but I know who you're talking about. Oh, my God. It started with a V. Yep. Yeah, he got, he's the only person to ever get banned from it. <laughs> only one person to get banned from it and stuff like that. It's like, and he just made the comment that girls don't poop. And then all of a sudden, one of our, like, uh, major uh, <laughs> female, like, posters is on the, I just pooped. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pooping right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but man, uh, fun. Good times, good fun times, time. man. Scratch gamer, talk shit. Good times. Um, yeah, no, I'm doing good. Doing great. Um, I guess. So, I, like I said, I haven't really played too many games as far as like progression. Uh, but I did see a couple movies. So, um, oh yeah, one's video game related. Uh, but I went and saw uh, Avengers Endgame uh, a couple weekends ago. Uh, really enjoyed that. Um, first time I've gone and seen a three hour movie in theaters. Um, don't Wait, recommend that's a three hour movie. Yeah. Don't recommend that. Don't recommend that. Um, I don't like to watch movies. I'm not, it's hard for me to sit down and watch like a movie anyways. Like I can sit there and I can, for some reason I can, uh, I've talked about it before. I can watch eight episodes in a row of a 45 minute show. Um, and no, no problem. Like knock out a whole TV show, a whole season of a show in like a weekend. But I, sitting in down for a two hour movie just sounds exhausting. Uh, yeah. So sitting through that three-hour movie, and then we didn't go to like the good theater. We just went to like there's like a really nice theater we usually go to. We just went to like the one down the street from us. Uh, just yeah. it was not very comfortable. But other than that, uh, it, I really enjoyed it. The first hour is a little slow, but I mean it's building up from all the shit that happened in Infinity War. Uh, but I thought the final battle, the last hour, was awesome, um, and I may or may have cried twice. Um, will not confirm mm. nor deny that. Um, but I went and saw um, Detective Pikachu on Saturday as well. Uh, we went. Uh, my girlfriend took me for my birthday. That was a birthday present. She's like, "What do you nice. want for your birthday?" And I'm like, "I don't want anything." She's like, "Think of something." I'm like, "Fine." Detective Pikachu comes out this weekend. We're gonna go see that. So that was my uh, birthday present. I got a lot of people laughed at me when I told them that. Uh, that was kind of funny. At work, a lot of people <laughs> like, "You're gonna go see Detective Pikachu for your birthday?" I'm like, "Fuck yeah, man!" Kidding me? Like eight-year-old me is like creaming his pants right now. This sounds awesome. Uh, if he could do that, if eight-year-old me was work? able to do that, he would have done that. Uh, that's really oh, ra- that's God. really bad. Uh, that's terrible. I'm gonna go to jail. Uh, but anyways, all, all, all I'm just imagining is just like eight-year-old Tyler and stuff, just just like screaming off key or something because he has to go to the Pikachu movie. Yes. Uh, <laughs> But at the time I went and saw Pokemon 2000 in the theater, my mom told me I, 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 I fell on the floor and said, uh, I, I, like, I nearly blacked out in excitement. Um, <laughs> that's a true story, by the way. Um, oh, wow. I was really excited. I was a big fan. Uh, got to see Intei. Um, but, um, yeah, so we, uh, we went and saw that. Um, there was She took her 11-year-old niece and 6-year-old niece, and then me and her went. And I was the one that came away actually enjoying it. So... Uh, I was kind of, I, I was fairly surprised. I thought like because she really likes Ryan Reynolds, she likes Deadpool the movies a lot. I'm like, it's Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool as Pikachu, and but it's PG thirteen. I mean, it can't. It's got to be good. Um, so she about fell asleep. The two kids did not like it at all. 
Um, I, I think part of the problem is, is like I didn't. I was a little disappointed. Like I, I think I went in just way too high because the I went from this movie's gonna suck to watching that first trailer. I'm like, this is gonna be amazing, and the hype just continued to build for months after that. Um, so I think uh, that was my problem was just too hyped up. It just couldn't live up to the hype. Um, but um, I still enjoyed it. I think the, one of the major issues um, for them, I think maybe some other people will run into, is that some of the best parts, some of the funniest parts to me were like the jokes that I got because I, I used to love Pokemon when I was younger. Uh, and I, I'm just kind of, I kind of pay attention to Pokemon now. So I get some of the references and there's parts where like there's jokes made or there's like little things that go on. Like I know there's a joke there, but I don't get it. Uh, type of thing because like huh. Pokemon that I don't really know about but like the first like three, this is much of a spoiler it's just uh, but it's like the first like five minutes of the movie there's a part where like so it's like it takes place in like Rhyme City which is like a city where like Pokemon's are not allowed to battle like Pokemon okay. and humans live together as one um, they don't like you don't capture Pokemon like everybody has a Pokemon uh, one Pokemon and it's a partner and it's not in a ball so they walk with them um, right and uh so there's one part where there's a Snorlax sleeping in the middle of the street <laughs> and there, there's a police officer like moving traffic around the, the Snorlax sleeping in the middle of the street. Uh, that was the part of the heart. I laughed the hardest during that part. Um, but I, I, there's a lot of like, I got a lot of little chuckles from shit in the movie because of stuff like that. Uh, I was like, ah, I, I get what they're doing there. That's funny. That's good. Um, but like the rest of it, there was some funny stuff. Like there's a few parts where she laughed. Um, she liked the ending, uh, but, uh, and the kids did too, but, I, I, it was fine. It's like, it's definitely not a run out to the theater, the theaters and see like, uh, this is a movie. I, like, when it comes out on, D, on like the, the buy digitally or rent, I'm not going to, I probably won't get this right away. It's a movie. I don't, I don't, I might watch one more time in my life or in the next two years and that's it. So, uh, but still I really enjoyed it. It's probably, the, it's now easily the greatest video game movie of all time. Mortal Kombat is finally number two. So it happened guys. We've surpassed Mortal Kombat. <laughs> uh, a, a mediocre movie from 1995. So, congratulations. Um, but that is pretty much what I've been doing. Uh, what about you, Gables? Well, let's see. I have been, well, mostly working, but I have been gaming somewhat. I did have a chance to play bits of Cuphead for the Switch. And let's see, I'm still pretty much working my way toward, like, through the first initial world and stuff, but. Uh, I gotta admit, though, everything else about that port, it is very smooth. The controls are almost, like, pretty much spot-on and stuff to what I would play on uh, the Steam version. It just kind of amazes me how faithful of a port the Switch version is in comparison to the Xbox One version or even, like, the Steam version. Mm -hmm. Because it just kind of feels like there's hardly any type of, like, compromise at all, you know, because of how the game looks and how the... The controls feel, and just basically, it just feels right at home on the Switch, personally, in my opinion. Because it's the type of game that I grew up sort of playing, some of those hard uh, action games and stuff, to where you had to advance by just memorizing boss patterns and this and that. And I gotta admit, man, just going back and playing some bits of uh, Cuphead, <laughs> trying to, like, from uh, what I initially had played and stuff, I was finding myself going through just enjoying it even more because I was able to just focus more or less on the control aspect of uh, playing with my Joy-Cons like I'm in handheld mode more so than I am with a freaking like uh, the keyboard layout my fucking laptop <laughs> <laughs> so the control stuff felt better to me in that regards 
But uh, other than that, though, I have been making it a priority, really, to just go through some of uh, some more of like the whole Persona dance games and stuff. So initially, I had 100% completed Persona 4 Dancing All Night, and I have went back to Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight, and I wanted to try and just play a little bit more of those songs because that's just the thing. When you like a particular game or two or something like that, you just want to go for it and you want to just try to accomplish everything that you feel like you can do possibly. And so for me, it's actually getting up to the standard where it's like, you know what, I've already completed this one game, let's see if I can go forth and do the other. And then just finding out, really, upon uh, playing the game even more is... Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight, the difficulty in that game is definitely harder than Persona 4, like, uh, you know, Dancing All Night. And that's because of the way when you play game, when you play it on the harder difficulties, there are a lot more, like, squirrely looking notes that tie between different types of, like, button presses. Like, there are notes where you have to press, like, the down button on the D-pad and, like, the triangle button or something like that on the uh, other side of the controller. <laughs> like at the same time and uh it's not so much just like different button presses but it's also because of how fast some of the notes and like the the rhythm patterns can be but uh more or less it's also it's also because of like the amount of difficulty for each song actually has been ramped up a little bit now you see with dancing all night you know persona 4 there were instances when i was playing on all night mode where it felt like where it felt like it was alright and stuff in terms of challenge. There was maybe like maybe one or two tracks that felt really difficult. And that was like one of the very last tracks of that game. And like uh, one of the tracks in the middle. For the other game, Persona 3 Dancing in Moonlight. It just kind of feels like almost most, if not all of those tracks on all night mode. Can actually give you quite a bit of trouble. <laughs> but the positive about this is out of the 25 tracks that's on that game currently, I actually have achieved the top rank of King Crazy on around I want to say 16 of them. So I'm working my way through it. I have not like uh, reached max rank on the same tracks on hard mode though. But uh, I'll probably go back to that like off and on and stuff. What was very funny was yesterday morning when I decided to play a little bit of Dancing in the Moonlight while streaming, it was it was just funny. I got maybe a max of like five people watching, and the ones that were watching were just really impressed by how I was memorizing the, the freaking notes. Because I'm not too sure if you've actually seen me try to play the game in action, Tyler, but uh, there are videos that I've had that I've uploaded onto Facebook or that I have on my uh, Twitch account or something where... I'm playing this game on all my difficulty, and the amount of, like, precision, dexterity I have to have in order to hit notes and correlation in order to get, like, like, uh, you know, a, like a high score, to beat my high score, can be borderline insane. I'll just say this right now. When you're playing the, when you're playing these games and stuff, these music rhythm games, it's highly advised to start off the easiest thing first and then work your way up. <laughs> well, that's kind of like the same thing I've done for Dancing in Moonlight, to where I've already completed almost everything in this game. I've gotten the Platinum Trophy, like, months ago. But going back and playing the games, enjoying a lot of the music and the tracks, have actually convinced me just to go and try to push a little harder. 
And you know what? It's just kind of funny that I've actually started going back to the same mentality I used to have when I was playing games growing up to where I was playing games not so much for like just to, you know, play through them and then just go off to the next one, but to actually spend time with like one or two games, play them through, you know, until I absolutely wanted to master them and then, you know, just go forth and do something else. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but uh, other than that, I have picked up quite a few games. Like I was telling uh, Tyler before we started recording, I had picked up Katana Zero. That's a game that I've heard good stuff about, great praise. And so I will be playing that game soon, along with uh, Sekiro for the PS4. And I'm wanting to go through and maybe test out playing The Messenger, because that's another game that I picked up, along with a slew of other stuff from a big old sale on the Nintendo Switch eShop over the weekend of the 11th and the 12th of May. <laughs> Which, you know, kind of reminds me of stuff. With all these games coming out, all these sales and stuff. It's about like a month away from E3. <laughs> oh my god, it is. And what's kind of funny is I was just thinking about that just today. And there are still a bunch of things that have yet to be announced. You know? And almost at, this, almost at the halfway point of this year, I have not really even attempted to play a lot of games that have released this year which you know what that's kind of a testament to how busy i have been you know being promoted to work and then just trying to face a lot of the challenges of that plus trying to try different like uh life routines differently and stuff and above all else you know just trying to enjoy the games that i do play to a certain extent so that i could actually go through and enjoy them instead of just plowing through go to the next one Trade in those that I don't want for something else, you know. Just kind of breaking bad old habits and stuff in order to encourage better, like, new habits. But, uh, yeah. Other than that, though, those are pretty much the games that I have been readily playing. So, yeah, there's that. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even freaking think about the fact that E3 is a month away. That's insane. It um, is. Yeah. And, yeah, like you, I just, I got Days Gone, uh, Still, I haven't even started up yet. Along with all the yeah. other games I've bought and have played Actually, yet. I think you, I think you probably made the right call of just like waiting on that game to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it sounds like you know, waiting on that game to play. <laughs> yeah, so like because that. there have been like about I think it was like either six or maybe seven patches to that game. Yeah, I heard the over and all since its launch. The first five days there was a patch every day. Um, is what I heard, and then yeah, same with Anthem. Just waiting for that game to get more finished. But then uh, Rage Two comes out tomorrow. It's Monday night, by the way, uh, people. So and I, I I bought that months ago, so I got that downloaded. So there you go. But the nice thing is, though, after tomorrow with Rage Two coming out, um, I don't, there's another game I have the I'm getting or like full fledged game I'm getting until uh, Mario Maker Two comes out, which is like the end of June. So I have like six weeks, seven weeks before that. So I have like 45 games uh, that I bought and have played yet. That I'll hopefully get caught up with uh, before then. Probably not. But um, but let's see. You have that and stuff. While I am going to be waiting until that whole Castlevania collection thing releases by the end of this week on the mm. PS4. Yeah. Because I'm very excited to go forth and replay Castlevania Bloodlines because I haven't been able to play that on uh, <laughs> in like up to date sort of like console specs, you know, mm. because. Yeah. 
I only have it for the Genesis, and that's one of the only games other than like uh, Castlevania Legends Two or something like that. No, Castlevania the Adventures, Castlevania the Adventure Two or something like that on Game Boy, where these are games that in the Castlevania series haven't really been re-released. But yet, uh, yeah, the Castlevania Bloodline stuff, man, that's one of my favorite Genesis games. I've owned my copy for, like, over ten years now from, like, buying it from, like, uh, a retro shop that I used to, like, uh, shop at all the time back when I graduated high school. And so, trying to replay that on my PS4 in full-on, like, HD graphics and stuff, the whole control play and stuff, it's going to feel weird. <laughs> yeah. Because literally the last time I played through that game was like a few years ago. And I had it hooked up to my CRT, and I just had myself a fun time playing that and like uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the Hyperstone Heist, and stuff like that. Just old, classic, good games. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I just realized Cadence of I Rule. This was come out this month, too. Oh, man. <laughs> Fuck me. All right. There's too many games. Too many good games. Um, first of all, problems. Um, but let's move on to some news. So, um, a few things have happened since we've been gone. Uh, I'm going to start with uh, one of the more recent things that happened. But Thursday we had, was it Thursday? Thir- yeah, Thursday. We had a uh, the second ever PlayStation State of Play. Um, it was only about 10 minutes long. And the only thing they announced was that they're going to be, they're going to focus on Medieval, which I thought was funny because it was like a, like a 90 second video. And then, yeah. <laughs> it, like it was probably focused on the least of the, like the four big things that come out of it. Um, <laughs> it really was. Uh, but uh, for, it started off, we had a decent amount of uh, gameplay for uh, Monster Hunter World expansion, uh, Horror Frost Reach, I think is what you call it. Uh, it comes on September 6th. Um, they said that there's going to be almost as much content in that as there was in the, the main game. Uh, yeah, it's like a $40 like expansion, too. So there's enough content, like you were just saying and stuff, that uh, would actually cover more content than the actual full-on retail release which in and of itself that's crazy considering how much content was stuffed inside monster hunter world yeah it's crazy to think that that's gonna be uh i thought it was like a, a sequel or something because the game came out almost about a year and a half ago and by that point it'd be almost yep. two years old so that's crazy that they're doing a big expansion at this point um then we had a uh, predator hunting grounds was was announced that's coming in 2020 mm. it's supposed to be like a asymmetrical uh co-op uh, hunting game where you're hunting or you're being hunted by the predator and uh, I think that's exclusive to the PS4 as well. Um, like I said earlier, we had a medieval um, reveal for the gameplay. Finally saw gameplay for that for the first time ever. Uh, that game was supposed to come out last year or two years ago. I think it was 2000. Yeah, no, it was last year. It was supposed to come out because uh, it was the 20th anniversary. And now it's coming out this October 25th. So yeah. about a year late. Um, so the 21st anniversary. Hooray. Um and then the, I think the big shocking thing for everybody was that we got gameplay for Final Fantasy VII the remake um, coming out of that. Yep. So and there's some other, a bunch of smaller stuff that was shown off, but I don't, I, nothing really seemed to stand out for me, or I don't think for anybody else either. Um, but I mean, what was your overall thoughts on this? My overall thoughts was that it was definitely better than their first state of play that focused mainly upon the PlayStation VR mm-hmm. and the games surrounding that. And then other essence and stuff, I was definitely impressed with what they had to show in terms of not only the monster hunter stuff which i honestly completely forgot about i mean this is this is talking from like a game perspective where i bought that game for cheap monster hunter world i have not even attempted Hmm. to try to play it (laughs) Uh, recurring theme here folks 
But uh, I'm excited for that expansion pack that's going to be coming out. But overall, let's see. Overall, I felt it was a great showcase of the games that they had presented. This has definitely kind of had the feel of like a mini E3 sort of like feel because like even in the first part of the video you hear like the familiar menu sounds and stuff for Final Fantasy 7 and so you pretty much know that they were going to showcase something Final Fantasy related. And then like towards the end and stuff where it's like they have the full on pretty much this full on trailer of like the first couple hours of the game and you see like all the random like action gameplay oriented and stuff like that and you know what? It looked impressive because you know what? Square Enix they definitely make they definitely make bank of trying to make the most prettiest looking uh, games when it comes to their full on releases. At the same time, though, in that aspect and stuff, I'm kind of disappointed in terms of like how this remake, this kind of like this remake from the ground up that they're doing with Final Fantasy VII is kind of like it kind of feels sort of soulless to me to some extent. Hmm. I know it's going to be a little bit controversial with what I'm saying, though, but to be perfectly honest with you, I see a lot of, like, various kind of improvements and stuff. They kind of drifted away from what made Final Fantasy VII, well, Final Fantasy VII initially, because you it was a turn-based strategy game, heavy emphasis on story and stuff, and a lot of different other types of, like, forays that made it what it was, you know. It was not more or less about it was more or less about, like, uh, corporations of the evil, not just the evil bits of, like, corporate, like, big old money conglomerates and corporations in general, but when I see that footage, it kind of reminds me of sort of, like, a various sort of uh, company cash grab, to be perfectly honest with you. And the reason why I feel that way is you have all these multi-billions, these multi-millions of dollars and stuff spent on making the game look good and and, like, basically kind of turning the game from, like, an RPG into sort of, like, a action-adventure sort of game with kind of, like, a, kind of, like, a minimal kind of effort to, like, the random bits of the story. Now, this is just the impression I've gotten based upon looking upon the couple of trailers we've seen of it so far. But I thought the trailer looked good, but at the same time, I'm kind of worried in the aspect of what the Final Fantasy VII Remake will actually be, which... If you've actually read some of like uh, read some of the back things like on the some of the stuff online and returns to like how big in scope them having to remake like say Final Fantasy VII would be in this modern like age or something, we're probably potentially talking about maybe a game that's gonna be split into like a couple of different like parts <laughs> and sold separately. But uh, I remember there being a thing or something where they were potentially was going to try to separate the game like in the multiple different parts, like say maybe three, four parts or something of the sort. But I'm not too sure if that was an actual thing or if that was like an actual rumor thing from like years back. But uh, well, anyway, what made me really excited though was like the whole thing about uh, the whole Predator stuff. You know, if you were introduced to this trailer and stuff and you had this whole like, military-esque type of thing. It's like, okay, what's going on here? Then all of a sudden, towards the end of the trailer, you see, like, the camera thing. You see, like, the whole invisibility stuff all of a sudden just, like, pop in. It's like, oh, it's a Predator game. It's like, what's this going to be? Like, a 4v1, like, uh, isometric, not isometric, but, like, uh, asymmetrical. Thank you. Yeah, asymmetrical shooter, pretty much. And uh, it's made by the same team, I believe, as, like, Friday the 13th. 
that whole like uh, that whole shtick. I think so, yeah. To be perfectly honest with you, I like the idea that uh, they're going to be tackling the predator and stuff because honestly, for what that for what Friday the Thirteenth was, it was a comparable game with like uh, plenty of glaring flaws, but at the same time, it definitely was fun with what it had to offer with it. I just kind of wish there were more people actually readily playing that game on uh, PS4. <laughs> yes, that but, game's uh, fantastic. And you're right, it is the same people that made Friday the 13th. I am all in now. Day one buy. <laughs> it's fantastic. But yeah, man, could you, I can just like imagine the situations, like how tense the matches are going to be. I mean, I mean, heck, we've had like the whole asymmetric type of gameplay, like survival horror type of elements with Friday the 13th and even the more popular things like Dead by Daylight with all the other content stuff with the multiple different masks, like the movie murderers and this and that. But, dude, I can see this potentially being a thing where there could be some add-on content with the multiple different types of predators or something, or maybe even add like some sort of like aliens aspect or something oh, to it. Yeah. That would be, that would personally be awesome. But, oh, I digress though. The whole state of play stuff, I think the least that I was interested in was actually in the medieval content. Really? I mean, the game looks fun. The game looks fun. I mean, in that aspect, but at the same time, it was only covered like maybe about a few seconds in that whole entire thing, which is kind of funny because of Sony going on record. It's like, yeah, we're going to showcase new things about medieval and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, well, here's the thing. I remember playing little bits of Medieval, like, say, on the PSP. It was the port of the PS1 Classic, right? But the controls were pretty terrible for it, I'll be perfectly honest. Because it was, like, sort of like a tank-like control where you try to control Sir Daniel, Fortescue, and you're trying to move him around, like, the whole, like, uh, whole 3D platform sort of world. And it just felt very stiff, very, like, uh, not too fluid at all in terms of his movements. So I'm kind of wondering in terms of the gameplay aspect if they have improved a lot of the various controls for the game. Which, honestly, I hope so. Because it would be pretty nice to play a game that I'm somewhat interested in. But uh, at the same time, though, in terms of this whole state and play stuff, it was the least interesting thing in that entire thing. <laughs> but uh, overall, inside the PlayStation state of play for uh, the month of May... 2019, I probably would have gave it like about a B. Okay, personally, okay. yeah. Um, I think it was it was coming out of it. There was more stuff to talk about. It was, it was more newsworthy, I think, coming out of oh yeah this 10 minute one than the first 30 minute one. Um, I, there was more things I liked out of the, the first one. Uh, I was more personally interested in. I think this one obviously is much bigger. Um, this feels like we're just gonna get some s small stuff out of the way before E3. That's about to get buried. Um, which right. is we're used. To, I think we're used to seeing about this time. Uh, here's some, you know, some some smaller stuff that are here's some like we're setting up stuff that you're gonna see at E3, and here's some smaller stuff that's gonna get buried at E3, which is kind of what we got with like what medieval and predator hunting ground, um, but like Final Fantasy VII, obviously this this is like a like a little appetizer for the the main course that we're gonna get um, at E3, um, but I don't know, like nothing, I guess like I think this is, was a pretty good one as far as like the news coming out of it, like there's some cool stuff i think a lot more people are gonna be interested in than the first yeah. one but another thing really spoke to me the predator hunting ground was the thing i'm most interested in and that was like an eight second teaser with no gameplay 
but <laughs> I really wasn't like all that interested until you just told me that Friday the 13th developers are making this. So yep. now that's the reason I'm interested. Um, but I didn't play Monster Hunter World. It's not my not my thing. Final Fantasy Seven. Like I'm like, ah, oh, it's cool. But like like you were kind of saying, like I, I think I feel like I mean I think that game once it comes out, it's gonna be a lot of hype around it again. But that initial um, hype and like excitement level has really died off because it's been four years, three years since. Um, it was revealed that it was happening. So, um, but I, th- I think they can get with, as long as they uh, they show it off right and do a good job. I think they can get that back. Um, Medieval. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I don't think there was really a lot of fanfare when they announced it to begin with two years ago, year and a half ago. Um, and I don't really feel like that's changed too much. And I I, I remember playing the demo a lot because I had like that PlayStation Underground, like Pizza Hut demo disc you get like yeah. back in the day. And I played the I played that demo a decent amount, like the first section over and over again, and that's all I ever played of it. And even as a kid, I didn't care for it. So I don't know. It didn't, for me personally, it didn't really speak to me. But I definitely like looking at it. It's like uh, you know building a pipe around like now we know Final Fantasy. We were talking about last episode about what Square Enix is going to do at E3. Well, we know for sure they have Final Fantasy VII there, so that's big. Um, so that's gonna. I mean, I think people will be more and more excited for that. Um, they'll have more eyeballs on it. So I'm just hoping there's Avengers at uh, Square Enix. That's about it. Um, but moving on to our next topic, Gables. I don't. You're more of a fan of this than I am. But did you see the Sonic the Hedgehog movie trailer? <laughs> how could I not see that damn trailer? Right, how excited! In between, are you? God, in between seeing that trailer and then like subsequently having my coworkers and some of my friends was like, Hey, did you see that Sonic the Hedgehog trailer? And it's like, Oh God. Uh, I waited, when I initially saw it, I waited like four yeah. days to watch it. Dude, I just I couldn't do it, I couldn't do it. And I don't even I'm not even that big fan. And I I just it took me that long to work my way up to see it. I'll tell you what. The first time that I saw that trailer, it was on my break, and it was like uh, the day after the thing came out. I heard some of my coworkers were like talking about it and stuff like that, and uh, you know my friends is like, "Hey, you should watch this on the Hedgehog trailer." Like, All right, I'll do it. And so I watch it. And uh, I see the look of Sonic, first thing. I see all the events and stuff, and you have Jim Carrey that looks like he's pretty much simultaneously carrying that movie on his back <laughs> from the initial trailer that I saw. Towards like the few seconds of the end of that trailer, you see him like don like uh, his act, the actual Eggman, freaking like attire and stuff. Him being bald with the long old mustache with the goggles and stuff, and. Uh, yeah, I know for a fact that after I watched it, I had this bad feeling in my gut, and I knew what I had watched was pretty awful, but at the same time, it was so awful to the extent that I was very intrigued of just, like, uh, watching it just for the sake of, you know, just seeing how bad it could get. <laughs> well, that's just the thing. The video, the, the freaking movie itself... Like, all automatically from the get-go, you knew this movie's going to be something when its own director actually went on, like, record and stuff, and, like, and even forward to, like, actual Sega was trying to go forth and, like, uh, just give, like, uh, the character created, like, advice or something like that on the design of the character, you know? Sega was telling him not to design it this way, and he decided to make it into, like, from his own vision, right? And uh, what we got was, like, a hyper-realistic song of the Hedgehog. That is like a cross between a human being and some sort of like a blue mutation from like down under. So, 
<laughs> for what it's worth and stuff. A lot of the images, a lot of the things that have been turned into memes from that damn trailer is just hilarious to me. But, oh boy, I was not a fan, and not in the very least. I was more laughing, if anything, because the possibility of this being like such a bad movie that actually may be good. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, this this looks terrible. What was disappointing is it, was, it played before the Detective Pikachu, and I think um, the three of them were more excited about Sonic the Hedgehog than they were Detective Pikachu. So, oh, those that, kids are going to grow up to be terrible adults. Yes, <laughs> I'm yes. just kidding. <laughs> yes. No, I agree. I'm just kidding. Um, they're going to have bad taste in movies. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh! So they already, yeah. So yeah, it was a, uh, yeah. Like, I'm not even a big of a fan. And then, dude, as soon as I heard Gangster's Paradise, I'm like, this is gonna be bad. This is worse than oh we thought, my guys. God. We've gone too far. <laughs> dude, it gives me the kind of vibes that the Super Mario Brothers movie gave me back when uh, I first watched that, and I'm like, wait, this is loosely based upon Mario. Why in the hell are the Goombas like 20 foot fucking? people in trench coats <laughs> you know what at least that movie was so bad it's actually like really really great like the like best you can moment wa- you can watch I that movie say and enjoy that <laughs> dude the the only saving grace of that super marvelous movie and it's one of my favorite parts of that whole entire movie is when they're in the freaking elevator and uh john Guizamo and bob hoskins are just like they have their hands on the freaking goombas the tall ass goombas and they started swaying and stuff and the goombas are freaking dancing in the elevator and then, like, later on in the movie, you have Dennis Hopper, like, answering a call. It's like, yeah, what is it? It's like, sir, the Goombas are dancing again. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's great. You start, they start dancing with the Goombas. Uh, that's great. Uh, it was terrible, but it's fantastic. Uh, that in and of itself made up for that. Oh, if there was more moments like that in that movie, I would have enjoyed it more. But yes. Yeah. I get the same vibes of that movie in Song the Hedgehog. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like funny when you hear about that the behind the scenes of that movie like when they made it it's like everybody just got they knew it was terrible so they just got drunk as shit before they started filming and they just <laughs> handed it up so that's the only way they got through the, that's the only way they got through so that's awesome that's amazing yeah um, but I I pretty much think that the same thing probably is going to happen in the Song of the Hedgehog movie yeah, yeah I think everybody's got to get drunk before they go see it um, to make the way make through it so that's probably what I'm going to have to do <sighs> hopefully I never see it um, oh, moving on to uh, I think it's kind of a cool story. Epic Games uh, buys buys uh, Psionics, uh, the people that make Rocket League. Um, so kind of the big thing coming out of it is that Epic said that by the end of the year, it'll be Rocket League will be on the Epic Game Store, and not only will it be on there, but you'll no longer be able once it comes out to get Epic Game Store, you can no longer buy it on Steam. Um, but they did say that uh, for people that already own it, they're not shutting it down. You can still get they're still do the updates and. Um, you can still buy all the new content they release for it. Um, you just can't purchase the game anymore after that. Um, so there's been a lot of hubbub about this. Uh, do you think this is good or bad for Rocket League? Um, honestly, for Rocket League, I think it's pretty good because, for one, they were paid for an exclusive deal right there for the freaking Epic Game Store. So in and of itself, Psionics is definitely... Like, uh, did make profit upon that deal. But, no, the real loser in this is, like, the people who have bought or was thinking about buying the game on Steam but now don't have the way to do so. And uh, they did not 100%, like, confirm or something that uh, there is going to be much more support for Rocket League on Steam other than what they initially had planned. So, yeah, in that in and of itself, you know, it's like, 
Oof. That just sounds just completely like uh, out of left field, man. But it's it just kind of like shows the the whole initially problem that uh, has been going on, say with the Epic Game Store and like <laughs> people who want to buy their games on Steam. I mean, holy shit! Just with Epic Game Stores like the their freaking exclusivity stuff this past year. Oh my gosh! In between now Rocket League and stuff, and like Metro Last Light, no, Metro Exodus actually, and then like some other like deals and stuff, it's like, uh, this just, this is just kind of like sad for those who want to play those particular games, I mean, in this case and scenario, people on Steam can still buy Rocket League and still play it at this moment in time, but uh, probably not for too much longer. <laughs> yeah, I- I don't know. I don't want to be like, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Like, it's definitely a, no. Like, whenever we hear like the big, the big fish, the small and swallowing the small fish, like, uh, like this, like uh, people always, uh, always scares people. I, I mean, there's right to me with with like EA out there. People just think EA when they hear about like you know the, the great company that's doing all this cool stuff gets bought by you know EA. It's like, well, that company's gonna be garbage in two years and can be gone in five. Um, yep. And I, I don't. I don't know. I think Epic's been doing some really cool stuff lately, the last year or so. Obviously, killing it with with Fortnite, but the the way they've been giving back to gamers, giving back to developers, and stuff like that, with like the cool split, uh, like back paying uh, developers for using their uh, Unreal Engine. Um, and yeah, in that case in point too, they've been the only real competition to Steam. Yeah, and <laughs> they're they're it's they're like the AEW to uh, WWE right now at this point. We're well, much bigger yeah. scale, but uh, uh, that's a wrestling. Uh, reference for people that didn't get that um but um it's yeah i, I don't know i am not too worried about it like i've always wondered like what's the long like how much longer can rocket league go for i mean you're talking about a, a game that it's was made big because it was a free game in june 2014 so we're going on five years now and five years and people are still playing that game and still having a freaking blast with that thing dude yeah and but i'm just like what, what, i mean what will you how much more is in the tank to this thing um it's kind of like minecraft where like uh, I remember when Microsoft bought for two billion dollars, and we talked about it. I'm like, that's insane. Like, what's what do we got left in the tank? And obviously, and that was like what two a years lot. ago, and it's still got a lot left in the tank. So, um, but I feel like, you know, like any concerns about anything happening to Psionics or uh, with like money or like what they can do next, like all that's washed away. Like these guys can make another great game, and they have uh, endless amount of money right now because of Fortnite uh, to continue making what they want to make and do big things. So. Um, yeah, I'm not, not too concerned, too concerned. Like, is it a little scary? Sure. But I, I, at least, uh, for right now, it's like the, the future of rocket league and whatever they make next is, is safe. And it's kind of like, it's like last week as well. Like, um, one of uh, my favorite breweries, dogfish head was actually bought by Sam Adams. And like, I saw a lot of people like freaking out. And at first I'm just like, uh, Oh, um, but it's like, Oh wait, I love Sam Adams. They're really cool. Uh, they're a really cool company. It seems like at least, um, I love Dogfish Head. They're a really cool company. Like these guys get together, they said nothing's going to change. Cool. So like it's like now Dogfish Head, no one have to worry about these guys because they're a very small brewery. Like they just got to Iowa a couple years ago. Like now they've been in business for like 15, 20 years. It's like now they just have everything they need to be. They can be bigger now than ever before. And probably I mean possibly the same with Rocket League. For all we know, this can be like the next boost it needs to uh, give it like a new life. And like not that it's dying or needs a new life, but it could be possibly just as big as it was when it first came out or bigger than ever. 
Um, or maybe mm-hmm. we get Rocket League, Rocket League Two finally. I don't know. I don't know if I really oh, should nice. say. I don't know if I should say Rocket League Two finally. Like, what's what would be the difference between like with all the content they've added? I don't know what else they can do to that game. Um, boats, boats. Planes. That's true. Ooh, I, I would dig planes. Uh, boats actually. Be, <laughs> I, I'd rather have boats. Uh, I, I just give me like badminton. Actually, badminton would be pretty cool. Um, or pool. I've, I've been saying for years I want like a pool table. Rocket League game. Give me that. Or maybe like a little bit of baseball or something like that. Yes. The freaking the yeah. baseball or something like with like say construction machines or something like that. Say like a big old like uh, bulldozer or something like that. Just goes and rams the freaking baseball right timed into a goal. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm in. I'm in that too. I'm in for that too. Yeah, there's a lot of ideas left. That's true. That's true. There's, there's still some ideas left in that tank. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I think it's cool. Uh, and uh, the, the stuff with. Um, you know, taking off of Steam, like, eh, it's shitty, I guess, but I get why they're doing it. Like, they bought them for the exclusivity. But I feel like if you really want a Rocket League at this point, you probably have it, or you, you should yep. have it right now. So I'm not yep. going to feel too sorry for people that don't get it on Steam before. I mean, they're giving you, like, six months' notice. Like, this thing's coming down, and you're well, still yeah, going to exactly. play it after the fact. So it was like they just turned the servers off, or took the game off the Steam today, and then turned the servers off. Like, they're going to keep supporting it, so... Um, I think that's kind of cool. Um, but moving on, we have a couple topics left here. Um, so Borderlands 3, we got some gameplay for it finally. Some more like actual like in-depth gameplay. And they also announced that the campaign is going to be well over 30 hours if you went, hmm. if you straight line, streamline the main campaign. Um, okay. So I don't, I don't really know. Like there was, There's not really a news story here, I guess. Uh, I just read that, and a lot of people are like going nuts. Like, that's awesome. And I'm just like, that fucking sucks. <laughs> like, don't... I, I'm... Just stop giving me thirty-hour games, guys. I can't. I can't keep up cables. I can't. I, I, I can't do it. I couldn't. I couldn't keep up a year ago. There's no way I can keep up now. No way. Why? Why do they do this to us? That's not cool. Like I don't want to hear. I, you know, people. It's like they, we always hear like there's two hundred hours of content in this game. No. Tell me there's like ten, and I'm. Oh my in. gosh. You know what's really hilarious about that statement is like when you're growing up as a kid, you couldn't wait to have a game that had so much content or something like that and so many hours you could spend, and then all of a sudden you grow up as an adult. It's like I can't afford to spend two hundred like two hundred hours on one game because uh-huh. <laughs> of all the responsibilities and stuff. Take but, me a, uh, it's gonna take me six months to finish that game. Well, in terms of Borderlands three and stuff, I am not really too surprised that it has a lengthy campaign. To be perfectly honest with you, Borderlands 2 kind of felt like the same thing, you know, where it's like, mm-hmm. in terms of length of the campaign and stuff on top of the side missions, and to be perfectly honest, what I played through and beat Borderlands 2, like around 2014, 2015, from like the, the Handsome Collection, it took me around that same amount of time, 30 to about 40 hours, because I wanted to not only do, like, some, if not most, of the side missions, but I also wanted to go through the main story because I was readily enjoying it. So in terms of length, you know, I could see how people are very excited in terms of like length of the game. I just hope that that length is not artificial padding in terms of doing the same mundane things, kind of like another open world sort of games, you know, sort of like say your, well, let's see, like say your Ghost Recons or your, like Watch Dogs or your freaking Assassin's Creed games the way you're doing the exact same sort of uh, side missions and stuff and then having to redo them all over again in terms of how basically depending upon which new area you go into you know do the same type of things in Assassin's Creed it's like unlocking a certain checkpoint by 
by going up and finding like a dive point and stuff to synchronize. Or in the case of like Tom Clancy's like Ghost Recon Wildlands, it was like if you like just like disarming like radio towers and stuff and like do that sort. I just hope that when Borderlands Three does come out, that those type of missions are few and far between. I mean, some of the best. Some of the best side mission stuff I've ever played in video games actually has come from a game that just more or less recently got re-released on the Switch, and that was Saints Row the Third. Because <laughs> mm. the thing what stood apart Saints Row the Third from other open world games that I had personally played is a lot of the side missions were actually pretty fun, and on top of that, some of them were even better than the main missions. Gosh, talking about that auto-toned pimp or something like that. Some of oh, yeah. side missions were actually pretty freaking hilarious. And man, when I had to go through like certain missions and stuff for uh, for that one dude or something like that to take on that one uh, masked wrestler or something that was the voice of Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, God, and that whole escorting a tiger mission, man. I'm just, I'm just getting so much good vibes from, you know, good memories from playing through Saints Row the Third. But case in point, Borderlands 3, I want those same type of like missions that is going to be fun, it's going to be memorable, and it's more akin to say what how they did with the original Borderlands and Borderlands 2. From where, I wouldn't say like a lot of the boring stuff, but I'm talking about missions that are like obscure off the wall. Sort of like the, sort of like in case in point, there was one side mission I was playing on Borderlands 2, like, a few weeks ago, where it had to do with freaking Scooter or something like that, trying to convince his, like, uh, his love interest that he has a crush on or something, not, you know, to, uh, pretty much, uh, try to stop being a cannibal and stuff and, like, come back to his side or something like that, and then all of a sudden just through the revelations or something like that, that she figures out that Scooter is trying to track her down and stuff, and, uh, she basically tried to escape from Scooter to begin with and join the cannibals just because she didn't want to talk with them. <laughs> oh, just missions like that that's more engaging and memorable, that's what I wish for. And so yeah, I just want just to wait and see. For what I'm seeing from Borderlands 3, the gameplay and stuff, it sounds pretty fun. It looks pretty fun. And it actually kind of looks faster in pace, which I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Like, like I said, this game looks fantastic. I just, just, man, I just hate when I hear that. Like, I always have, but it's just <laughs> now more than ever, I hate when I hear that. I'm like, damn it. Never going to finish this game. Never going to be able to finish this game. Ever. I'll finish it in October of 2020. Um, <laughs> but moving on to, the game does look great, though. It does. Uh, moving on to our last topic here. Um, EA Access is finally coming to PS4. So, Wow. Um, it's coming this July. Uh, kind of, it's kind of crazy. This kind of came out. It was like under like, seemed like it just kind of came and went like really fast. But uh, so we talked about. I think it's been off like what three years now. I want to say on Xbox, um, it's five dollars a month or thirty dollars for a year. Uh, you get like you can you get like a ten percent discount on EA games if you buy it digitally through their store. Um, you get the I think you get like you could play it for like five days early for up to ten hours. Or some games are different. Right, mostly ten hours. Um, so and they also put a bunch of games on there. Um, so there's a, there's a pretty good back catalog already on there of games. Mm-hmm. So if you miss out, you can play some pretty good games on there. There's, there's a bunch on there. It's gonna suck though, because I think some like the the 360 games or backwards compatible are on there. But I, yeah. I, I'm assuming uh, I didn't see it when the article I read. I didn't see anything about 
those games being playable on PS4. I, I, I'm doubting that. Mm. Uh, so like Mass Effect 1 and 2, I doubt will be on um, uh, EA Access on PS4. It's going to be a bit more bare on that PS4. Yeah, there's still going to be there's still gonna be some great, uh, really good games on there, though, I think, um, that you can play. Um, but, I don't know, it's, it's, it's cool that it's coming, but it almost kind of feels like... It, it didn't seem like EA Access really blew up. Uh, I don't know what the... What the subscriber rate is like but it didn't seem like it really shocked the world or took over like um we all no. thought it would um and I'm, I'm curious if it how they limit themselves they limited themselves on the microsoft platforms and stuff with the xbox one and it may have worked initially with in terms of some of the sports games but a lot of the newer games weren't really released like in terms of uh, in terms of like a current Currently, as they were released and stuff, there were some sports games. I remember them like uh, having bits of like trials and stuff. But uh, if they would have like released on both the PS4 and the Xbox One simultaneously, and then add on to some, that probably would have been a better, probably would have seen better growth in that way, personally. Or if it was more or less structured, like say how Game Pass is for Microsoft, in like day and date and stuff, pay this much like for a month or something like that, then yeah, that would have took off, honestly, in my opinion. But <laughs> I digress. Yeah. Um, like I said, it seems too little too late, but I don't know, it, it definitely, I think it was more like Sony didn't want them on there when they were trying to push the the PlayStation Now stuff because that was coming out about the same time. Right. So I feel like, I think that was part of the problem. They didn't have them putting EA uh, Access on there. So it's more Sony pushing them away, but... Yeah, I think uh, if they were on PS4 um, at that point when it came out, it would have been a much bigger deal uh, than being on Xbox. I mean, even though Xbox isn't doing poorly, it was just it was definitely much, very much the second second fiddle of this generation. So, uh, but we'll see. Maybe maybe it gets a nice little second life on uh, PS4. I, I'll, I'll definitely. I think you get like a month free or a week free. So I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out. But uh, really, at this point, the only real. Um, EA games I play at this point is Madden and the Bioware game that comes out every few years. So, um, but I think Gables, that will wrap up the show this week. Um, okay. Thank you guys for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Like and join us on there. On Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us there, please. Uh, on twitch.tv, uh, twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Wow. Uh, mm-hmm. Follow us on there or follow him on there, please. Uh, he's, he's always <laughs> on there streaming. We are also on YouTube at Drunk Dash Nerds. Subscribe to us, please. Give us a big thumbs up. Leave us a comment. I really appreciate that. Um, and then also on Spotify and iTunes, Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Um, you follow us on Spotify. Subscribe to us on iTunes. Give us a big thumbs up on iTunes. Leave us a comment. Really appreciate that. Five stars. I mean, not thumbs up. And Spotify, if you guys, I still haven't figured out how, if there's rank ratings, if that's, if you can rate us at all. But if you can, give us the best you can give us, please. Um, really appreciate it. I'll send you a nude if you do. Um, oh, no, no. <laughs> wait, I'll send you a nude if you We're not going to pro Jared this. I'm sorry. I'll send you a nude <laughs> if you do not. Gables yes. will send you something. Butter of like kisses. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> yes. uh, for, every, for every five stars or whatever we get at the equivalent to, Gables will remove one layer of clothing. No. Uh, <laughs> no. With the shot. No we'll one figure wants something to see out that. Fans want. I don't know what they want. <laughs> I can't figure it out. Uh, but anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I was your host. I was Tyler. And I have been Colonel Gables. So until next time, everyone, fuck pro Jared. <laughs> and I'm out. <laughs> oh, hey, Gables. 
Yeah, it's too sweet. Too sweet. See ya. See ya. <laughs> I stole it. God dang it. Ah, bye guys.